Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And we are in Seattle, Washington. What? What? You know what they say about Seattle? April showers bring May showers? That's exactly what I've been saying everywhere. <laughs> and it's not not true. It's very true. The, the, the rain doesn't usually let up until... Uh, about middle of June, I think it was last year. Sorry, and then we just had like a really, really dry summer. It was really strange. Yeah, um, I know it, it is usually June because it can. Folk Life is Memorial Day weekend. I usually work that. It's been postponed, if not canceled, this year. And uh, normally, it is just such a weird combination of weather over that four or five days. It's it'll rain. It will be cold. It will be hot. The vendors will complain it's too rainy and cold, and that's why nobody is there. Then they'll complain that it's too hot, and that's why nobody's there. But then you're like, there are a lot of people here, and then they just complain about each other. What do you mean no one's here? I see them. No, it's the uh, it's the perfect time of year for me to do one of the most dad things I could possibly do. And I almost felt like I had... Like, I should have been wearing, like, white New Balances while doing this. And it, it's not mowing the lawn. I did that over the weekend. I um, I, I didn't buy one of these, and I still know what to call it, but I borrowed it from someone. Uh, like, a seed spreader for, like, fertilizer. One of those, like, couple wheels, and it's got, like, the little lever on it, and it opens up the bottom. So you just drop all of the, all of the seed and fertilizer, like the weed and feed, like, evenly across the lawn. Is it a combine? Is it like a little combine? Maybe. Hmm. And I've just been calling it seed spreader because it just sounds that just sounds incredibly funnier than whatever I'm sure it's actually called. Um. Yeah, they might be called. No. What is a combine? Grain goat. A uh, combine is when the NFL sizes up potential uh, potential athletes. Coming out of college? I think it might be because that sounds. What is a comb? Now I really want to know. Oh, combine's actually like a farming thing, but I don't know. What, I know. I just know what it means for NFL. I know, I know. I, I, I grew up in a rural area. Um, a combine is a harvester. Oh, okay. So I, since your thing com- seemed to combine a couple of things, I think thought of the word combine but apparently combine is a it's specifically a harvester but that just says combine harvester so it's a a broadcast spreader so yeah it's a seed spreader just i what you can put other things other than seed in it i put i was laying out moss killer because we've got tons of moss in the backyard and then i uh raked up a ton of pine needles under which there was absolutely no grass. So just raked all of it up till there's just dirt. And, and I'm just sitting here like, man, like this is, this is really gratifying work and laying it all out. And then I got done, cr- cracked a cold beer. I'm like, and that is, uh, yeah, I, I really needed new balances for this. That's yeah. like the one thing that's missing from the picture. you've been like doing yard work to take care of your grass and rick is my husband is actively trying to kill the little grass that we have because it's oppressive 
He doesn't want to go out there and mow it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just going to put down some mulch and some flowers and stuff. Because we have this little, like, um, this little grassy area near our house. So technically, mm-hmm. like, we're in charge of. It's kind of technically ours, but also the city could take it if they wanted to kind of thing. Right. Um. So we have an apple tree there and I planted some lavender and the grass just completely choked the lavender. Mm. And that, and uh, Rick just hates mowing it. So he's been trying to spread um, just mulch over it and like um, plastic or newspaper down and then put mulch over that um, just to get this grass dead. He's yep. been trying for three years to kill this grass weed paper or you just pee on it a lot and i'm pretty sure that kills grass too the ammonia just let carrie at it let my cat at it just hold carrie over the grass and say go on now don't be shy just just pee a little bit and then she'd go wow oh put me down oh i hate outside oh see my cats want to get outside Uh, they've been successful a couple of times but not for not for very long. Yeah, yeah. Very we good. had a cat. We had a cat in college who would escape every once in a while. And then immediately he'd come back. And be like, "Let me in! Let me in!" Escape. It's like I hate it out here. I thought this was just another room. <laughs> <laughs> the the skylight is really bright. <laughs> it's like oh. But this is just where you, the room that you guys sit in all day, isn't it? No, this is a different place. I hate it. Oh, my, uh, Melissa sent me something yesterday. It was, uh, one of those, uh, like Facebook confession sort deals. And it was like, dude, like it basically read something like this. I'm going to paraphrase. So I was out for a walk and I was walking by one of the neighbor's house. I saw that their cat was trying to get in. And I was like, well, I mean, I kind of sat there for a second, stared at it and, I should probably go help the little guy out. So I walked up to the door, rang the doorbell, and then walked off. And it wasn't until after I was out of sight that I realized what I had done when I heard, Gerald, the cat, rang the doorbell. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene like that in the animated, um, the animated Grinch, the newer one, because I've watched Mm -hmm. that with my niece like 10 times. In a but, row. uh, gosh, well, she likes to go between that and what she calls the scary Grinch, which is the live action Grinch with, um, Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's the one. And let me tell you, that is a bad movie. The animated Grinch is really cute. It's on Netflix. I think I've watched the animated one, but I don't think I've really watched the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. I mean the new animated one. Cause there's the animated one from, from, from way back when the day. Yeah. No, which is kind of a shame. I like Jim Carrey quite a bit, actually. Just everything about that movie is really frightening. It's it's really upsetting. I hate it. I hate it a lot. Let's talk about things we like instead of things we hate. Aw. But hating <laughs> things is so much fun. It is so much fun. And it's so cathartic to talk about things you hate with people you like. Oh, uh, one more wrinkle to the little story of mine about the, 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 the grand tales of the backyard is I, I took this to the extent of, I've had the, the bags of fertilizer sitting in my backyard for about a week now. And I've been trying to plan out like when it's going to rain 
so I can do it right before it. It was raining a lot yesterday and I t- like was following the Doppler radar to like wait for like the perfect window to quick run out there and uh, run, run this thing around the yard to, to drop all the fertilizer. It's like oh, oh, okay. That, that yeah. level of like peak. I, I, I'm getting really serious about this. Yeah. Sounds like it. That's cool though. No shame. No shame at all. Good. Shame is important, but not always needed. (laughs) You don't think shame is important? Oh, I, (laughs) you know, shame is a, is a funny subject for me. Uh, I, you know, when I was in college, my, my last semester of undergrad, I had to do um, like the, the senior paper, quote unquote, um, kind of like your mini dissertation. Oh, I hated and doing those. I uh, I did mine on the topic of shame and church leadership and got very far down the rabbit hole of shame and guilt and society and uh, expectations and what that all looked like and how destructive it can be in certain situations. So I have many thoughts on that. I think shame is like anxiety and that it works on a bell curve and part of that bell curve is just helping you maintain like societal norms because you don't want to be shamed for, you know, doing something really important. Like, I think that shame is probably what keeps most racists in the closet just a little bit, um, or fear of repercussions. But I think that you can get to the point really quickly where shame just like really envelops your life and derails it. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to be ashamed for loving Kesha. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that should just be a given. Catch has always kind of been a favorite of mine, even like since the TikTok days, because that song, as the kids these days say, that song slaps. (laughs) You know, the more I listen to TikTok, the, the, the less I like TikTok, but I still love the rest of the record. Like, I think that, um, your love is a really, your love is my drug is a great song and I love blah, blah, blah. I should say that TikTok is a very good song. I just would take blah, blah, blah over it. I mean, that's a relatively fair opinion. Um, I just, I don't know. There's something about that song that just hits the, I know this is like trashy pop and I love it. Did you know that P. Diddy is actually the one saying, what up girl in TikTok? That does not surprise me. I didn't know that, but that does not surprise me. It's like he goes up, watches them, and I say, what up, girl? All right, let's go. <laughs> I almost had that song ruined for me. My freshman year, uh, one of my roommates in my dorm uh, made that his alarm ringtone for every single morning. Wake up in the morning feeling like B. Diddy. And I'm like, no, make it stop Like after like a week. Yeah. No, I, I, I had a roommate who had a song as her ringtone or as her alarm clock, and I just never wanted to listen to that song again. What's new with you? Uh, I have a couple, uh, new gear days. <gasps> a couple? I've had a couple new gear days. So first, uh, Old Blood Noise Endeavors is releasing their, uh, The Fault V2 pretty right, soon. Right. And I have gotten it to film a demo and I, I love, I love it. Wait, you got it? You got it? Yeah, I got it, got it. Did I just say that twice? Yes. I heard I thought, it twice. That is how incredible that this news is. 
Yeah, it's one just really beautiful. It's like this uh yellowy orange um screen print on like a cream ish yellowish uh enclosure. It has sliders for bass treble and meds. As two gain stages, one that you um one has its own foot switch and it's just a a gain level. But uh the primary gain you can set it to a couple settings, so it's either um it's either kind of a light gain or always kind of a heavy gain. And then there's a a, a tone control and a clipping clipping toggle. It's really there's a lot to it and I've just had so much fun with it. I can't wait for um I can't wait to to film that demo and and release it and sometime in in this month of May. I just realized I was talking into my mute button and I'm just sitting here like going, "Whoa, whoa." That sounds rad. Nice. So, I'll just say the "Whoa, whoa, that sounds rad" and pepper it throughout what I just said. Like pepper it in like like a good steak. <laughs> oh, that's so much pepper. You just you need to pepper a steak until you think that it's maybe too much pepper. I think in post you need to add like <clears throat> several layers of reverb and delay to all of that. The woe woes. Yeah, definitely. The woes. Uh, so oh, oh. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, so the Fault V2, I've never played a Fault V1, so I don't really know how to compare it. Um, I've seen videos with it, though. That's not your fault. Yeah, um, it's not. Another thing I got was I ordered um, the 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 Eau Claire Thunder from Dwarfcraft Devices, um, the, the Boris Evil edition. So it yeah. has a little um, bat rabbit on it. Bittersweet. Oh, yeah. So in case y'all haven't heard, uh, my personal favorite pedal company is going on an extended hiatus. Uh, so Ben's going back to art school. Louise got her dream job. And it was just kind of time for them. And it's something they've been planning for a while. But they did one last run of their Eau Claire Thunders. And I I got on that uh, immediately. And I'm so glad I did. I spent a l- just a little bit of time with it so far. And it's... Uh, a very fun angry beast. It has this little feedback switch. So it's like a momentary uh, switch. You step on it and it just sounds so just like angry. It's, it's like, it's, it's very neat. It's hard to explain. I'm, I will film a video on that as well. No, 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 I I need more examples of how it sounds. Like I I need you to ad lib how it sounds. Wah, 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 wah. No, that's not. That's a bad. No, bad that that sounded like Kirk Hammett. We'll circle back to this. Okay, because of the was. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just have to film a video. Even better. Yeah, yeah, and, and finally, um, I was sent in exchange for a demo, uh, the Mustang, the Fender Mustang GTX one hundred, which is a modeling amp. And I'm so torn between going like, ooh, and wait, wait, modeling amp? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can talk about, we can talk a little bit more about modeling amps later, but. But tell me more about this amp before we uh, get too far into it. It loud, 
it uh <laughs> it has i i didn't count like 20 something more 30 maybe uh different ant types in it um and you have full control over uh well obviously master volume gain uh amp volume bass treble middle eq and you can add reverb and then you can put effects before and after the amp. So before the amp start and then in the effects loop. Um, and there are hundreds of those. So everything that you could kind of imagine type wise of an effect, including stereo effects. Is it, there's only, um, a, a mono in, but there actually is an effects loop in and out on the back that's in stereo. It only has one, I think it's a 15 inch. Oh, the speaker. effects loop is stereo. Yeah. Oh, trip out. And then the um, there's a direct a balance XLR output on the back in stereo, and then the headphone jack obviously is is stereo. So if you if you watch the demo I did, I think it's uh, the first stereo officially stereo effect is the ambient wash, and that has a really smooth panning. Um, right. With one of the with one of the delay pedals, which is really really neat. Oh, interesting. Wait, so does it have like two XLR outs on the back or is it just the one? Left, right, two. Awesome. Yeah, really, really neat. And then there's there's also a USB out so you can plug it directly into your computer, I assume, without need for a DAW. Right. Uh, Well, I mean, I imagine it would just connect to the DAW. No, it's, um, it's a USB Right, right. So it's functioning as your interface, and then you, can, and that way your dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. without the interface, I misspoke. It's very early, and my coffee is still too hot to drink. And uh, I just like to mansplain. So, well, I said something wrong, so you were allowed. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, 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 yes. yes. You're not like that guy who at the EMP was looking over my shoulder at an acrylic guitar, and I just said to. Rick, I wonder how heavy that thing is. And the guy says, oh, acrylic's not that heavy. I'm like, that guitar probably weighs 11 pounds, you asshole. No, I just yep. looked at him and said, I looked at him and said, okay. And then I walked away. Oh, well, that was very kind and generous of you. I said it kind of meanly, and then I was mad about it for the rest of the day. Aw. Well. Yeah, so, um, but that's what's new with me. What's new with you? Uh, what's new with me, uh, actually not a ton in the gear world for me this week. I've been slowly uh, chipping away at my pedal board build, making a patch cable at a time, just kind of um, like during a lunch break or while I'm on a phone call or something, just uh, just something to like do with my hands while I'm kind of being fidgety. And so I'm, I've managed to get all of the patches done um, through my dry effects. So all I have left is the wet effects. And oh. Yeah. And I've, I, I was testing each individual cable, like as I, um, for the first, like three or four of them, like really intentionally, like if one of these is bad, I want to know it before I move on to the next part of my single chain because right, I'm right. Like soldering them out, like in order of the signal chain. And the last, two of them i know this is this is really living life on the edge but i didn't test i just kind of finished it up plugged it in uh i didn't secure the zip ties i wasn't that i wasn't that set and like i know this is gonna work but mm-hmm. i just like went ahead and plugged them in i, I tried it out and there's no buzz there's nice. no 
they just they happen. I'm I'm starting to get like a really good rhythm of working. Um, these jacks are so tiny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm doing doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm uh, tinning my leads before trying to solder them in. Uh, cool. I'm, I've got a better handle on my solder technique and cleaning my soldering tip. Uh, the the new solder that I got is just head and shoulders above whatever trash solder I was using before. It just melts yeah. really nice and easy. It's got a good flow. I haven't had a single issue with a cold solder joint with that stuff. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gravy. Nice. Well, that's awesome. So I'm down to, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I think so. I've, I've got six more patches to go, and then I've got to do the uh, TRS patch for the expression, and then I'm all done. Cool, man. That's that's it's been a it's been a journey. Well, considering I think I've only done six so far, uh, it this might be a little bit <laughs> premature. Uh, we're 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 slowly getting there, and. Um, but all of that said, in the process of doing this, I realized that the, uh, um, where I've got the iridium placed on the pedal board, uh, it makes it really easy for me if I wanted to, uh, um, like kind of unplug the patches out of the back of that and, uh, add something into the signal chain with a couple extra patch cables, just kind of off the side of the pedal board, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So I've been, um, getting pretty sidetracked with the, the DOD rubber neck. Um, and kind of running that next to the pedal board and playing around with that. That's just, yeah. that's oodles of fun. And I've heard nothing uh, but good things about the rubberneck. Oh, I, I, I can't bring myself to like completely undo the pedal board build when I'm this close to finishing, uh, and having like, this is a yeah. pedal board that's like all like done up and committed to, but, yeah. um, I, I do think I've got like, I've got a distortion pedal and a chorus pedal. And now I've got a delay pedal that don't have a home yet. And so I'm already starting to plan uh, a second board with a different, different set of options. Or you could literally just buy more shelves like I do. Yeah, I could. I'm actually getting a bookshelf tomorrow. Um, Oh, nice. My, uh, one of my dear friends is moving out of state and needs to get rid of uh, furniture. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good way to get stuff. It's, it's super like I like super happy for them. Uh, she's moving to uh, to follow a dream job, which sounds super rad. But I haven't like this is one of my best friends from college that lives up here, and I ha- we haven't been uh... able to. Uh, both Melissa and I are good friends with her. We haven't been able to see her for like well since the quarantine, and I'm like, ah oh, man, they can't really hang out safely before she has to move so yeah sad face that is sad but uh we got to do what we have to do indeed sponsors so this week's sponsor is fender they sent me an amp they get sponsor spots yeah Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, their their product right now that they're promoting is the Fender GTX 100. Uh, I'm sorry, Fender Mustang GTX 100. It's a modeling amp. Let me just pull up some some specs on it. It also it is it gets 
loud and I recommend making it loud or if you're playing it without headphones because um it just sounds better with more air pushing through it but I digress the Fender GTX 100 oh it's one I said it was a 15 inch speaker before it's a 12 inch speaker it's a 50 watt oh no that's the 50 god why that did sounds more show me that more reasonable yeah um let me pull up the actual 100 amp it is a 1 by 12 100 watt combo amp it has um 40 amp models on board uh 200 you can have up to 200 presets saved it comes with like 183 and then there are more on the on on the uh in the app um and a lot of the all the amps are based on real amps um i don't i don't know how to compare them to the originals uh i think the only amp that i have that's in there is they have one in there called 60s thrift which is supposed to sound like the silver tone that i have Mm-hmm. The silver tone I have, one of the tubes is going on it. So doing a side-by-side with that right now isn't really a, a possibility. Right. That sounds like the, it's loaded yeah. with features. Yeah, it really is. And as like we were talking about, um, it can do stereo effects in the effects loop. And some of the effects on board are stereo. It definitely has, I believe, a panning tremolo. and definitely has a panning uh, delay. Right. So that's really neat. Is there uh, like I a foot switch option for it? Where you can like set up presets? Yeah, there's a foot switch. Uh, there's a foot switch. Um, it's, it's, I'm looking at it right now. I think it has five, five switches. I haven't really dug into the foot switch much, but one really cool thing about it is that it's a looper. Oh. Yeah. What? So, yeah. And it has a tuner. So, I mean, I think that, that the Mustang GTX is like a hundred bucks more than a Katana, but it comes with a tuner and a looper. I mean. Step aside, Kemper. GTX is here to stay. Yeah. I mean, it's a modeling amp, but I, I think that it sounds, I think, some, you know, it's like anything. Some settings are going to sound good and some aren't going to be for me. I like the cleaner settings a lot, though some of the high gain, high compression uh, presets are really cool. I've, I'll publish a video where I went through all of the presets that come with the amp, and I went through all the amp, all the forty amp models. So I, those are two separate videos if if y'all want to check them out. I was, I'm really impressed by it. I think especially like the 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 ability to build the effects and the patches in a um, in a very visual way is, is really neat. I think that's really great that it's stereo. I think that um, my, one of the features that I think is really, really cool is uh, you can, you can create set lists. So you that's can what have, I was going to ask about. Is like, yeah. if it's got a foot switch, can you like, can you create like presets and like bank up, bank down? Yes. That's exactly what you can do. So how many presets can you do in a set list? Is it just the one set list? Or are we talking multiple set lists? You can do multiple set lists. I haven't really dug around in that feature too much. And the amp is off right now, so I can't look at it too much on my phone. But uh, you can I – rec- I really recommend getting the app if you if you have this amp. I think it just makes everything a lot easier. Easier to go through everything from changing the settings to creating your own presets to creating set lists to uh, – connecting it to your wi-fi it just makes everything easier you know i'm i the more you're talking about this more i'm like i wonder if this isn't like the budget answer that a lot of like church guitar players are looking for 
instead of having like the $5,000 like Strifecta and a Mastermind um, PBC and like all like the, the switching and the MIDI and all of that. Like something just as simple as this uh, that still yeah. got all of the features you can bank up. Bank, like, so if you plug in the XLRs for direct in, by the way, like what do you have options for like speaker cab emulations or is it just like a stock? There are speaker cabs. Um, I think maybe 30 different speaker cabs. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I, the feature set sounds killer. I, I almost like want to come steal it from you for like a couple weeks. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably, that'd probably be fine. Like amps are a thing that I don't have like a ton of space for. So, uh, yeah, probably, um, once I, once I'm done doing all the videos for it, the, the one thing that I think that the church, the Strifecta people wouldn't like is, um, you, you, uh, I, I don't know how one would turn off and turn on certain effects in a chain at once, like, like during like mid song. What do you mean? Well, like, um, I have parts in songs when I play live with Sunday Crush where I'll put on a hit a foot switch and then I'll just play like one chord just because I want like a really chimey sound because norm, like traditionally that would have been played by a synth player that we don't have. So I hit a pedal, do a, a nice long ringing out chord, and then I disengage. Right. So I don't, right. I don't think, I don't think you can really do that on this kind of amplifier well I'll, I'll have to play around with it I'll, I'll definitely have to play around with it maybe try and put together like a a mock set list of like oh if i'm gonna like if i were to play these three songs on a sunday morning could i get this all like configured in my app then roll it over to church because one of the things that like a lot of like um churches i i think i at least in my experience uh have uh one of the hurdles is like sure like it'd be great to have like a direct option uh, for a Sunday morning, but then like when you're midweek practice, you got to have an amp and it'd be yeah. so rad to have like both of them into the same setup. Um, so like for me, like if I were to start playing with my church right now, I know that they, I would need to plug into an amp f during practice, but like I'm running the Strym and Iridium for my amp right now. So I would have to, um, it'd be an added step of like, Oh, I guess we really do need to turn on the PA system for practice this week. Do you not usually? Uh, I've been, I've practiced with, uh, or done like midweek practices with churches in the past where they don't just kind of show up, plug in your app and, uh, just kind of keep it quiet and just run through the songs. And well, I guess I've it's never... not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, church is a t completely different ball game. Um, so I, I'm just trying to think through, I feel like this would be a really solid solution, especially to kind of combat the the urge that a lot of church players have to like spend as much money as possible on a rig. That yeah. might, might not be the most generous thing for me to say, but there's, there's an element of truth in the exaggeration, but without, without me getting too far into it. I feel like or, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to very quickly divert. There's something I forgot to mention is one today is Cinco de Mayo. Mm. And, Yes. Uh, well, I, today isn't the day that this launches the Cinco de Mayo. Right, right. But more importantly, um, if I if I dare say, uh, today is Revenge of the Revenge of the Fifth, which oh, is the day, which is the day after May the Fourth, and this is being recorded before this. Uh, but uh, just so we're getting this all out of the way. May the Fourth be with you. Thank you, and also with you. I guess is how yeah, I say. It. That that's how the the Baptist fanboys respond. <laughs> 
Uh, but I just, uh, when this episode drops, I just want everyone to know that I'm probably going to be curled up in a ball crying because the season finale of Clone Wars is coming out on May the 4th. And Oh, that's, that's good timing for them. And the second to last, oh yeah, the, it, it's been on a Friday release schedule. So the, the second to last and the last episode are now, uh, are being released four days from each other. And I'm still recovering from the second to last episode. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to need a support group after that. It was just heartbreaking on every yeah. single level. Oh. So anyways, I will be curled up in a ball crying, uh, trying to process the, the end of the season. Yeah. And I'll just be drinking margaritas. <laughs> that That's my, that's my goal for, for today of Cinco de Mayo for my birthday is uh, Mother's Day this year. I'm turning 31. I'm turning 31 to just complete silence. <laughs> I was momentarily distracted. You're turning what? 31. Aw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mother's Day is in a week. Yeah, my birthday's on Mother's Day this year. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen for my birthday, but it's not going to be as... It's not going to last year for my 30th. We went, Rick and I went to Chicago to see my friend John and his then fiance now wife and uh, stayed with them and met their dog. And we went to baseball games and ate pizza and drink gin. And I turned 30 in a bar called the scoff lodge and bar called scoff law. And, uh, whilst eating an amazing cheeseburger and at midnight, the scoff law, um, passes around uh cookies that they make in-house to everyone who's in the scoff law at midnight so it was a very special birthday and i also went to a Aww. mexican bakery and got one single slice of cake and then took it into a different bar and ate it there it was kind of me living my best life that that sounds like you living your best life my birthday yeah. isn't for about another six months yeah oh, almost exactly just under six months and uh just under six months yep and we will we will cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. Rick's been kind of um, trying to get gift ideas. I think, and I I might have said just ask Andrew if you're gonna if it's gear shit. Just ask Andrew. Dude, I don't even know what you're getting in the mail anymore. Yeah, I know. And I have access I to the like I sh I could totally be reading the emails from like people saying, "Hey, we're sending you this," and I I just I haven't been able to keep up. <laughs> it's too popular. It's too much to read. I'm just I just I just ask, and then sometimes people say yes, and sometimes they say no, and then I try to do a very good job on the things when they say yes. Indeed, which is a friendly reminder to any gear folks out there that Emily does some super rad demos, and if you need a demo artist, for sure. Like, talk, like hit us up. And when I say yeah. hit us up, I mean hit Emily up because she does all the rad stuff as far as the gear demos go. Thank you, Andrew. That's very nice of you to say. And if you want us to uh, demo particular gear, um, you know, be, send a very nice little message to, to, to the builders who's telling them that you like the channel and that you like the way I do things. Um, someone sent us an email yesterday, and I, uh, not yesterday, just the other day, about, um, a particular pedal and he's it was just a really nice little email he's like i just like it's a confusing pedal and i like the way that you explain them and i was just that just really hit me in a very warm place in my heart 
Oh, absolutely. I, I read that and I was, I was flattered on your behalf. And you sent it, it to me. You sent me the screenshot. I did. I, I read it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really sweet. Uh, and Sometimes then I was like, well, we probably can't just afford to like just flat out buy it. But if everybody sent that particular builder an email saying that they want you to demo, I feel like we could get somewhere. Yeah, and like obviously don't bother anybody and be annoying, but no, I, no, think no. The, I, but I think them. go go like go find their address, show up in their front door, leave sticky notes on it. That will rattle some. <laughs> I think that uh if I were a builder and um I knew that people who are interested in my product liked a specific demo channel for a specific reason, uh I think, you know, that that would that would just, you know, be mutually beneficial for Compelling. the builder and us, yeah. So our topic today is modeling amps. It is. And updated thoughts. I think we've talked about this briefly in the past. Um, I I think we might have talked about it in episode one very briefly. Very briefly. Episode one, I confess to um, uh, one of the first amps I really played through it all was um, my buddy's Line 6 Spider. Yeah. uh, Which we, there's no way to talk about modeling amps without talking about the Spider series. Um. What about the Flextones series? No, no, no. Like, uh, there's no... We're, we're already done with the conversation. Line 6 Spider. <laughs> and you just you just crank it. You put it on Insane. That's the only good channel on there. You crank every single other knob to as loud as it can get. You, you turn your E string down to D. And you play with one finger. You just noodle. That sounds like metal. That sounds like butt rock, but anyways. I don't know. That's not – well, it might be butt rock. I don't know. I feel like if you can do that while drinking a monster, uh, I think we're kind of in that territory. I'm also kind of just attacking former me and my metalcore band from way back in the day. Oh, you got to be nice to younger you. You know, we, we did step out of our comfort zone. We did tune down to drop C. At one point in time. And that was like, whoa, we're like musicians now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder. Like graduated from drop D. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I remember, I don't remember you talking about the spider. I remember um, my first, my first amp was a, was a line six amp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the flex tone too. Um, and it just had like, from what I remember, just like a dial and you would just, I don't remember if it was a scroll or a dial, but I remember just scrolling through all the settings. And I don't think that I could, unlike, unlike the, um, the, the Mustang GTX 100, I don't think I could like have any input on, on these presets. Like with, with the, the GTX 100, I can be like, Oh, uh, I like everything but the, about this, but I want to, to switch out the large hall reverb for plate reverb or something. And you can do that in this, in the, the Fender Mustang GTX 100. But you, I don't think you could do that with the flex tone. Well, I mean, finer tools for finer age, I suppose. Also, I don't really know what a Fender, what a Line 6 Spider looks like. What? Oh yeah, so, there it is. So if you Google it, you're going to see the newest series, which is the Spider Five, which yeah. is actually kind of fun. It's been out for a few years now. I've had a little bit of experience with them. Um, I think one of the things that they tried to push is 
you can use the like the Line Six wireless dongle to uh, like they've got a receiver built into the Line Six or into the Spider Five series. So if you've got the the transmitter dongle that you get for like a hundred bucks, then um, you don't need to do anything anything else. You just so uh, and the reason why I know this is when I worked at Guitar Center, we had a demo unit for one of those, and when it would get kind of late and if we had kind of a slow evening and I had already done all the cleanup and whatnot, we're just kind of waiting to lock the front door and kick out the last couple of customers. Is I would just grab a guitar, plug in the dongle, turn on the amp, make sure they're paired, <laughs> take the E string and drop it down to a D string and just play bone crushing riffs to scare all the rest of the customers out. When I say that bone crushing, I really mean like the G string was also a little flat and the E string might've been a little bit sharp. So anytime I tried to like go for like, a, oh yeah, now I'm going to try and riff on the D minor scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to sound bad, but so, very effective at getting customers out of the store. I would imagine. That, that, Actually, that's a complete lie. Cause that's what all the customers would do anyways. It was just yeah. me doing my, I, I, I'm a customer. See how you guys like it. GTFO. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Actually, you know, Line 6 has a timeline on their website. What? They released their first modeling amp in 96. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they were definitely, like, in the 90s kind of getting on that. It on was that a, it was called the Axis, and it was spelled capital A, lowercase, lowercase x, capital S, lowercase y, lowercase s. That is stupid. Um but then they had uh, the floorboard model that was a foot controller for the Axis, and then in '97, oh, yeah. you know, I ran they... into an Axis before, and it was just hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was first. But for '96, I mean, back in the day, back when things were way different. Um, so then there's the Flextone came out in '97, also. The Flextone Duo came out in 98, plus in 98, Flextone Cab and FB4, the floorboard. Then the AX2 was the upgraded access. Then there was the Flextone HD. Oh my gosh. Then they had the Pod in 98 also. And then they started coming out with the Kidney Beam in 1998. Yeah. Before I really was aware that guitar was a thing and my earliest memories were not yet to be formed. Desktop device. Yeah. So then the spiders started rolling out in 99 as, as well as the, the DL4 did also. I did not, I, I just feel like the DL4 has always existed. Oh yeah. I mean, far and above, far ahead of its time from when it was first released. But even now it's still arguably a very relevant uh, pedal. I mean, I, there's still, aftermarket folks who provide service uh, like replacing the foot switch and service updates for the deal for i yeah. see people who still use it uh, i see people who use multiple of them for like doing multiple rounds of looper kind of shenanigans i mean yeah they're just great pedals yeah seriously i mean i have one i wish i pulled it out more it, the only thing that keeps me from pulling that out more is that it's, it's power requirements are kind of specific and i need to always make sure i'm using the correct uh power supply well yeah i mean the early line six pedals were great and like another great example is the line six verbzilla yeah it's just a phenomenal reverb it's just light years ahead of its time in my humble opinion nice but 
not to sing too much of the praises of of line six just to wax and wane about it but uh they were definitely ahead of their time and then the spider series i think uh kind of took that to the next level yeah and i say that because that's just the, the line six spider i remember because i didn't really get into guitar until after the age of the kidney bean had realistically passed um yeah it looks like the the spider was more programmable um, than the flex tone was Depends on which one you got. And there's a whole bunch of different, I mean, we're still in the spider series, obviously. Um, but all of that to say, I mean, the line six spider, I think it's like the spider three is the one that you usually see in memes and whatnot that people just trash all the time. Like, yeah, you throw it on sane and screw you, mom. I do what I want kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's come so far since then. And part of that, at least for line six, has to do with the fact that Yamaha bought them. Um, a few years back and uh, since Yamaha bought them their game is just increased by so much just with the resources that they gained access to mm-hmm. that makes sense uh, but um, yeah I mean I guess this is all to say that I really have a soft spot in my heart for, for modeling amps and it's not I, I was we were both young when we were playing our first modeling amps and I think it was so essential for me to to have it, it at my disposal being like 45 minutes from the closest guitar store i couldn't go and dip down to you know guitar center or some local shop whenever i wanted like i can now to to try out new things so to be able to be like oh that's what a phaser sounds like oh i like so this is what this sounds like and to to be able to explore those different types of effects before i was really ready to seriously dig in and uh now i have walls walls of effects it seems but um i think it was really really important oh absolutely i think it served as a really great introduction at one point in time but the flip side of that is it wasn't really taken that that seriously i uh i mean it depends on who you talk to i mean i know that um like weezer toured with uh with i want to say it was like line six uh, modeling amps at one point. I know um, oh, Nickelback toured, um, has toured with, oh, maybe not. No, they toured with um, a uh, solid state, not a modeler. Uh, anyways, but it, like there's a couple of bands that picked it up early, but for the most part, like at least at the consumer level, it's been a joke for so long. Until the last few years, I feel like the age of modeling and profiling and all of the digitalization of amps has really kind of come into its own into the, wait a minute. I think this is suddenly the, the, the argument for tube sound better just gets weaker and weaker every year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that just technology is getting so, so, so strong. Um, we both have Iridiums and we both really, really love them. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't keep, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to go back to just kind of a standard amp after having the iridium, just partially the convenience and partially it just sounds so stinking good. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure. I would love to be able to move some air around, but like if I grabbed something like a Fender Deluxe, which is a standard amp that everybody typically knows and loves. And mm-hmm. I know, I know exactly how to dial in tones on that. I've played with so many different, uh, deluxes but i mean throw silver face deluxe into my in my room and just knowing that i'd have to crank it so much to to get to where i'd want to be at least until i have like a basement or something i think this is 
realistically the practical way to go. Yeah. And as long as I'm playing, uh, only playing out at like churches or whatnot, it just seems like the way to go. I mean, there's no, there's no, at this point, because of how good it sounds in comparison, I just don't have a way to justify carrying around a, a 50 pound amp. Yeah, no, I, I hate carrying around 50 pound amps. Um, I, I have a floorboard amp. I have like the Milkman amp. It's not a modeling amp. It is what it sounds like, but it has that convenience. But my singer and I in practice and she at shows, um, we both have Fender, Fender XDs. Or she has an mm-hmm. X2 and I have an XD and that's a modeling yeah, yeah. amp too. And you know what? I love that thing. You know, that's it's actually lightweight. one of my favorite lower end Fender amps. I'd, I'm going to yeah. say something that a lot of people are going to disagree with me on, but I'd rather have a Fender XD than a Blues Junior. I just think it's oh, better. Oh, God. I, like, okay, so I was playing the Blues Junior amp setting on the the Fender Mustang G- GTX 100. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I hate it. I don't, I don't like the way the Blues Junior sounds in that. And I like the other Fender amp sounds, but I don't really know much about a Blues Junior. I know that they were very, very popular. And they still are. They're at a great price point. They're at a really solid size. They're just loud enough to keep up with a drummer if you're willing to crank it a little bit. Um, Yeah. I mean, the XD is small, but it's 40 watts. Um, and then it has all those, those amp sounds. And then you can put in a little bit of reverb, delay, tremolo, chorus. No, my thing with the, with the Blues Junior is the, like just the, the, the standard one is pretty meh if you get the tweed one that's got the jensen speaker in it now we're starting to pl- talk a, uh now you've got a little bit more of my interest and it sounds decent uh depending on how you dial it in but once yeah. you start to crank up the the volume on it the the low end kind of gets flubby and it doesn't it it doesn't have like any sort of punch and it just starts to lose itself and depending on how you want it to sit in a mix that's fine uh, but absolutely for sure, it does not do like a, a living room tone of something that I want to sit down and just noodle on and enjoy. Yeah. It doesn't have that kind of flexibility. It's like, this is just something small I can throw in the back of the church and let visiting guitarists play with. And yeah. to that end, I almost, I mean, I'd rather just have a Fender XD for that, honestly. I uh, The the 100 watt version of that, my old church used to have, uh, is just like the house amp. And Ooh, honestly- yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the the two twelve um, Fender Champ, uh, hundred right. watt, and that thing honestly sounds pretty decent. You can get some decent sounds out of, it, especially if you're just using it as a as a pedal platform, which is the what XDs all have a uh, two preamps, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they have that. The XDs typically sound a little bit better, even just like the all solid state hundred watt. I know purists are going to be like, "Ew, he's gross," but. I don't know. I, if you're just using it as a clean pedal platform, I'd take that over yeah. Blues Junior at, at any day. At least a stock mm-hmm. one. I've heard some really great modded versions, but I don't want to have to open up my amp to try and get it to sound good personally. What are those mods just switching out the speaker? Or well, sure, you can involved. swap out the speaker swap, but like more involved mods. And um, yeah. Anyways, all of that to say, I think um, even amongst high end amps, I mean they're. There's gonna there's a level of like some really high end amps where I have yet to see modeling amps and profilers really kind of take on how good some of them sound. And I'm talking like uh, divided by thirteen and matchless and like kind of like that upper echelon yeah. of boutique amps. Uh, Benson would be another good one. Um, uh, every time I've heard of Benson, I've just 
absolutely melted. It just <laughs> it's got so, that level such of good sounding amplifiers. They're just truly. so good, but I mean, if you're sitting in the room with it, great. But if you're playing on stage and try to get into a mix, I think the argument for carrying on tubes starts to starts to come down to the difference of do you want to push air or not? And for some people, I think it's a very valid argument. And if um, I mean, I talked about this with Matthew Hoops at NAM is. Uh, he's like, as long as I have the ability to carry around tubes with me and be able to push air, I'd rather just do that. And I'm like, yeah, I can respect that. But if that's what I think, I think that's what the argument comes down to, though. It, it's not it starts to become less about the it's more about like how it inspires you and less about the practicality or yeah. the, the tone justification for me. Yeah, I mean, people tour. I know people tour with tube amps all the time and they have for forever. I I would worry about I would worry about um the survival <laughs> a little bit on tour. Yeah, and when, then, whenever we do that again, if if and don't, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that like I don't like tube amps. Uh, I love tube amps, and if it was just like me, if I was going to go in the studio and record stuff, I would just have an absolute ball of a time uh, playing around with different amps and settings and. Uh, digging into whatever the studio might have in store for me and just mm-hmm. that would just be kidding a candy store but I don't know I feel like either I'm just turning into a, a grouchy old dad or or something it's just there's just a, <laughs> it's it's past the point of um of me being able to turn up my nose and say ew um oh, confession time uh so my metalcore band since that's been brought up a couple of times by me i just really like beating up on myself here uh so we recorded our uh like our little ep i don't think we have we never officially released it but um outside of like youtube if you want to do some digging you can probably find my old band and get a good chuckle <laughs> nice. uh, but we recorded all of it on GarageBand, and all of the all of the um the amp tones were using the direct out of a Oh, what series was that? It was a line six. It was a line six um, head that had tubes in it. I don't know. Um, oh, it, it had like the plexiglass front on it. Plexiglass it, front. Oh, is it the line six spider valve? That looks right. I see a Veta HD. No. Do verb HD no. I just remember it was my it was my uh, it was my buddy's amp. Uh, HD one forty seven. I'm wow. really blanking, but Final I mean that's how we recorded. Was just I don't even know if it had a yeah line six spider valve HD. Yeah. Um, and I think my buddy had like the Bogner edition, but we just used like the output going in to get our sounds and honestly. The sounds weren't super great. And I remember even at that point in time going, okay, like I know this is kind of the best we got, but I know full well that this is garbage tone. Yeah. Uh, for the way that we had to record it, we we're like recording at like two in the morning. We couldn't have the amps on in our apartment complex kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I remember trying to mix it down with like whatever head I was like try- swapping out headphones like crazy, trying to figure out which headphones sounded the best, like whoever's like Apple earbuds or whatever. Man, just mix, just mix on the earbuds. Like that's all anybody <laughs> listens to listen to it on. Right. Unpopular so. opinion. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So, 
even at that point in time, like I know full well that it was trash, but I almost wish that we had done this like another five or six years later where we're at now. I'm like, oh, like we could have gotten so much farther with, uh, with the same budget. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of it, isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, budget friendly, it's noise level friendly. And I, I hate to say it, but I never thought I would say this. Honestly, I'm starting to become a believer. I'm starting to see the appeal. Uh, and I'm start. I'm definitely on board that train. Yeah, I mean, you got the iridium now, but it, it's it's really taking taking away some of the um, gate hold, uh, key holder, no gatekeeper, gatekeeperness. Gatekeeper. Yeah, so I feel like there's there's always going to be kind of that, but now that people have access to to the sounds at reasonable prices, I think you know, cool or not, I, I think it's a great thing, and I'm not really a fan of any kind of elitism in, in, in terms of tone. Um, I, I, I really like that now you don't have to actually have an extraordinary budget to have access to really good, really good sounds. There's so many options out there um, to, to, to sound good and to sound. And so just uh, I'm getting farther. So what, it. What would be your top three options if you were like, I have no amp, I need to go on tour. What like what are you looking at for your top three options here for like an amp in a box situation? Uh, Milkman, the amp, and the Strymon Iridium. Those are my two options. Fair yeah. enough. I I played a gig in Dallas with um, I played direct to the PA, and the guy had these amp and cab sims in his um. In the soft, whatever software he was using to run the sound, I did not like that, and I would never want to do that again. But my other option was a keyboard amp, which I thought sounded worse somehow. <laughs> like a like a little Behringer keyboard amp or whatever. Oh, it was a big keyboard amp. It was like a crate, I think. Oh, gross! Yeah. It did not sound good. Oh, my dad had a crate amp, and uh, at one point in time. And just like a hundred watt solid state on casters, but it only worked half of the time. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. We go fire it up. You're like, Oh, it's got, well, have you tried turning it off and back on again? Okay. Yeah. And then it would just start working. It's, Gosh. Thank you. He ended yeah. up giving it away for free to like a friend of the family when we moved when I was in high school. You would have to, you would have to, you don't want, you don't want to move with it. And two, you can't sell it. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. So that we had a little miscommunication with the promoter, with the promoter for that for that show, but uh, it happens. It happens. It worked out. Was that our best sounding show? No, but we got through it and we had fun. Yeah, and it was the last show. We'll I'll play for the foreseeable future with Sunday Crush. Apparently, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with my options. Um, are gonna have to be uh, obviously the Iridium. I think is is really caught my attention. Another one that um, I want to get my hands on and spend some more time getting to know. Uh, but I've heard like the recordings I've heard have all blown me away. Would be the HX Stomp. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and then uh, bringing it back a little bit, um, a, a slightly less popular but still I think incredible option is the um, Nunabur Neuron. And I had the Nunabur Iconoclast for quite some time. It was just, oh, right. just the cab sim. 
but yeah. the the neuron is it's uh, is the the preamp cabsim kind of situation and everything i've heard from that sounds phenomenal if you're just running like a single uh if you're not running like a multi-amp setup where you've got like stereo outs or anything i mean that's just it's a mono option it's relatively affordable and every single demo i've heard is just super rad not going to be as flexible as its bigger brothers um in the hx stomp or the iridium but i mean come on nice so that's what I'm going to go with. If you haven't checked that one out, go watch some demos. Give it some love. Uh, the the new number of folks did, did some great work on that one. Cool. Yeah, I would love to check that out. So, wow. And well, apparently I, I won in a contest that... Um, what was that thing that I, that I won that I never received? The it, it, simplifier. Yeah, the simplifier. Which, as Cole Duke says, looks really complicated for something called a simplifier, and I have to agree with him on that one. And uh, I disagree, only because I like having all of the knobs out, and they're all clearly labeled. Yeah. And I'd rather have that than, like, an HX stomp in terms of just user-friendliness, because I've played around with, like, the he- like the bigger brother that HX stomp. I've played around with Helixes with the light version of the floor model, and I just don't like menus. So the idea of just having all the knobs there uh, is appealing. Yeah, and it has balance XLR out, but uh, maybe maybe I will get that someday. Who knows? I know the guy who's running the contest. It's like it's not his fault. It's just like whoever he was working with is not right holding up their end of the bargain. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I really wanted to to compare to do like comparisons of that with the Iridium, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, hopefully, hopefully things sort out now that we've got a little bit more time at home. Well, yeah. Well, this has been great. Yeah. So if you're listening to the podcast, please like, rate, review on iTunes and all that stuff. Um, We have merch, though. It's taking a little bit of time to ship those out because we use drop shipping for our shirts and stuff. So please be patient if you've ordered a shirt or a hat or anything like that. Um, Check out our YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, watch. Just put put the playlist on the background. Enjoy. (laughs) Kick back, relax, pour yourself some margaritas today. Yes, yes. Or or Palomas. Or Palomas. That's right. You're not a Marg guy. Not a Marg guy, but I'm a sucker for uh, tequila and grapefruit together. They just pair so nicely. Nice. Nice, nice. Well, I've been Andrew. Well, I am Andrew. Uh, I am Andrew. I am Emily. Uh, Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Goodbye. Bye.